Well, they can ride in it, and they can rope in it, and if they have to, well, they can even shovel it. The real cowgirls of the WRRA, okay. Well, I'll tell you this, they don't take no lip. They're trying to win the Ranch Rodeo Championship. The real cowgirls of the WRRA. Well, they can haul hay, drive a truck, build a fence, pull a calf, don't back them in the corner, cause they might kick your ass, Kenny Cowgirl's husband, and he'll say, now they can ride in it, and they can rope in it, and if they have to, well, they could even shovel it, the real cowgirls of the WRRA. Today on the Women's Ranch Radio Podcast, we're going to be talking to Dr. Harry Anderson. He's a gold buckle sponsor of the Women's Ranch Radio Association. We're going to be talking about Total Bull. If you want more information about Total Bull or any of the Total Feed products, you can go to TotalFeeds.com or you can call Dr. Harry at 620-272-1065. And as always, if you've got any questions on Total Feeds or Women's Ranch Radio, you can call me. Billy Franks, 620-326-1083. We'll be right back with you. Total Bull, that's one of my favorite subjects, actually. (laughs) What would you like to know about it? Okay. learn more about it because I uh-huh. use it on my bucket calves and my orphan calves uh-huh. and and weaning calves and we've used it on some uh some bulls that we tried to grow a little bit um that wasn't gaining just on regular feed and and they filled out a little bit more well, but uh I think anybody that that has cow calf operation should have it handy for oh yeah, you know for, just for, for, their for bucket it's calves. Uh, pretty much used for special uses and um, and just, just to give people a little history of how this took place is when I started uh, making total equine, of course, that, that was going along okay. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, a couple of guys got a hold of me and said, um, you know, you've done so much for my horses. Why can't you help my bucking bulls? So I thought a little bit, and I thought, well, of course I can. I think guys... Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're all the same as far as they're athletes and so on. And if it's working for one athlete, my, my same kind of formulation is to work for another athlete. So I uh, I change up a little bit from the horse feed. Actually, it's very, very close to total equine, but I changed it up a little. I got a little more there because of the rumen to handles that very nicely. And uh, in fact, it's good for the rumen. And... Um, then I have just a little higher level of some of the trace minerals trying to enhance that muscling, which is so hugely important in a bucking bull. So it was kind of designed for that. However, uh, I, I, when I first uh, made it, I got some made, and I got it to the guys that had asked me about it, and I said, okay, 
I want you to feed five pounds of this to your bulls. I said, you got to be crazy. I said, okay, tell me why. I mean, I might be crazy, but I'd like to know why. Well, they said, we're feeding, you know, 15, 16, <laughs> maybe up to 18 pounds of grain to these big bulls. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, but I want you to, you, you said you wanted to try this. I said, I want you to feed the five pounds and, and all the hay they want. Fine. I didn't hear from them for about a week or 10 days. One of them called me and said, um, what's going on with the, my hay intake? My bulls have dropped their hay intake a lot. I said, well, how much? And, and he said, about 50%. I said, feeding five pounds and they dropped their hay about 50%. Yeah, he said, what, what's, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? So, well, how do the bulls look? I said, oh, boy, they look pretty good. They look kind of gansed up looking. Oh, well, yeah, I figured that for sure. <laughs> I said, how are they acting? Oh, they feel and act great. I said, what's your problem? And it got real quiet. <laughs> but then... As we talked about, they, he, I convinced him of what was going on, that we had changed the fiber digestibility of, or the fiber digestion, if you will, so much that they just weren't, they didn't need as much hay. Well, after it went on a little bit further, uh, they said that when, they, when I did the calculations with them on their hay intake, the bulls had dropped about 30%, not 50%. I knew they hadn't dropped 50%, but they did drop 30%, uh, which I thought was very, very significant because suddenly they were eating one-third as much grain, and really total, total bull is not all grain, is not all that much grain, really, uh, and, and they had dropped their hay intake by 30%. That's a huge amount of change in the... Uh, uh, just the nutrient availability in that whole diet compared to what they were feeding. I, what the animal, yeah, saving, and, and saving it's money. better for the animal too. It's just like with the horses, you know, when they, they cut back, we feed only the four pounds and they cut back maybe 15 to 30% on their hay intake. That, that's good for the digestive tract. It just doesn't have to handle as much material and it's far more efficient, but back to the bulls. Uh, so I got some other people using it. Everybody was telling me the same thing, that their bulls just feeding that five pounds would uh, uh, would would drop that hay intakes that much. Now, one of my my next tests was with Tiffany Davis, you know, <laughs> Jerome's, Jerome and Tiffany. Uh, they yeah. got interested. Well, I got them interested in it, and uh, I I said okay. I want you to take three bulls. I want you to put them on five pounds of this. And uh, in about 30 or 40 days, I want you to uh, tell me uh, what happened. Just, I'm going to leave it in your hands. I'm not going to say a word. Just want you to do it. So about, about a month later, we happened, we hit, we're out there and we're going to have a, uh, a, a meeting in, in an arena. And they brought those three bulls to this arena. <clears throat> and uh, just to... Uh, and they had some young guys that would buck them out to, to let us see it. It was wonderful. Well, these, these bulls 
were looking awful good, and they, they bucked like crazy. And Jerome sat there in the arena and uh, gave him the microphone. He started talking about this and uh, talking about two of the bulls had kind of improved, you know, a little bit and were looking good. And you saw him here tonight. He said, but this bull, this other bull, said he was one of my, I think he said, yeah, he said a B-string bull. said he wasn't even going on the circuit. He said in the last 30 days since he'd been on Total Bull, he's moved up to my A-string. He said that's how much he's improved, just his muscling and his action and everything. So we felt pretty strong about that. And then and later I was doing an interview at another time. Uh, Tiffany and I were sitting in the arena and had the camera on. And uh, I said, Tiffany, well, you know, don't tell me about Total Bull. Well, she said, you know, if any of you know Tiffany Davis, she's a character. And uh, uh, she said, you know, when you came to me and and said, you know, that uh, that this was going to what this was going to do, she said, I just I went to Jerome and I said, Jerome, this is not enough feed for she named one of her bulls so and so, and he doesn't think so either. And she said, this just isn't going to work. Well, he said, we said we're going to try it, so they did. And I said, you were going to prove me wrong, weren't you? She said, yep, I was. <laughs> And, but but it turned out that they're super advocates, and and that led then, of course, to a lot of other things and getting people to try it. And everybody has said the same thing. Yeah, that's that's a bucking bull. That's only one use, and uh, I probably shouldn't have called it total bull. when you started telling us about Tiffany and what oh, she no. was going to report. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you heard that. me You heard me talk about uh, Jerome telling his story in the arena when they first bucked him out. Yeah, and then you, was gonna, you said that Tiffany came in and was going to tell us a story, okay. and, and all of a sudden I lost you. Like, okay, well, well, you know, everybody knows, a lot of people know Tiffany, and that she's kind of a character and pretty straightforward. Well, she, she starts to talk about, um, you know, that uh, when I came to him and said I wanted to feed five pounds, uh, she, actually, she had two buckets sitting there, a five-gallon five bucket and a two-gallon bucket. And she said, held this, this big bucket up. And she said, this is what we've been feeding, a bucket like this every day. She put it down. She picked up the two-gallon. She said, this is how much you wanted me to feed. She said, and, and I went to Jerome and I said, Jerome, this isn't enough feed for that these bulls. And she said, so-and-so, why don't you name one of the bulls? He doesn't think so either. And I said, so you were going to prove me wrong. Yes, she said I was. And, and so she, uh, uh, she, but she, she ended up telling her story about how as she watched these bulls change with that little bit of feed, she said, uh, she said, no, you, you guys watch these bulls from the side. You and Jerome, you, you see them from the side and you see those muscles. She said, but I flank all my bulls and I look down from the top. And she said, I watched that jump muscle get wider and wider as we, as we kept feeding this. She said, that's what impressed me the most. But so they became real good advocates. And since then we've gone, you know, they've helped me with uh, uh, a lot of other places, but the total bull is just one, the, the bucking bull is just one use for this product. 
I, I kind of wish I hadn't called it total bull because it has so many other uses like you, you are familiar with Billy. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, you mentioned is how people should keep it around just for their orphans. If they have an orphan, uh, you can slap them right on this, uh, and you probably get off milk replacer real fast. How long did you, when you've had them, how long have you fed milk replacer? Have you fed it at all? Well, I I put them on milk replacer, but they get off, like you say, really quick. Yeah, they just don't care for it. They they don't need it. Right, and, and I don't feed as much milk replacer as uh, if you follow the instructions on the sack. I feed yeah. about half that much, and I and I feed them a lot of uh, warm water, and I have a uh, a heated water uh, bucket that they can they can drink out of all the time that that turns on once it you know it gets so cold that that water's always warm for them. Yeah. And I've had I've had those uh, little calves start eating it the very day that they're born. I know that's what uh, kind of blows me away. It's it's kind of like the foals when they hit the ground and the calves are the same. They'll go to this faster than, than they will to any other grain or anything else that I've ever heard of or seen. And I'm not sure why, because, you know, yeah, it smells good and all that, but uh, there's something else there that drives them to this real fast. Um, now, back to, uh, you know, the uh, orphan calves, that's fine. But another place where I think it should really fit because of the reports I get back uh, is wean, when we wean calves, if we if people would just use this, and I've had people do this, just use it for about 10 to 14 days at the most. And you don't have to feed a lot. You don't have to self-feed it or anything. But but feed about five pounds a day for that length of time. They Everybody that's done that says they just don't have health problems. Yeah, I had a, you know, a handful of uh, calves that wasn't big enough to sell uh, when we shipped them off in the fall. And I just kept them around and, and pulled them off the cows. And I never had a sick one. And they went right to eating it. You know, they knew what cubes were and everything. But we just took them off the cubes and put them on the, on the total bull. Yeah. And, and then and threw them back out on grass. And I never had a sick one. I have yet, knock on wood, I've yet to have a sick calf you know um, bottle calf yeah. no scours no sickness um it gets their gut going and, and they they really turn out good I, I have never had a problem with anything being sick going from a baby or a weaning calf or you know like we talked about earlier uh bulls you're, you're trying to grow up nothing you know yeah. a lot of times when you change their their feed they'll they'll get kind of sick or you know, you'll notice a little bit difference in them. Sure. Well, Bad wise. Oh yeah. Here, here, let, here here's uh, the, my scenario as to why that's happening. Because yeah, you know, I like to be able to <laughs> explain it. I can't always explain everything that happens with my feeds, but this one, I think I have a pretty good idea. When when you look in the room and uh, when you try to change feed on them on an animal, a ruminant animal, well, a horse too, but a ruminant animal is a little more touchy actually uh, because that rumen is the first place the feed goes and it has to ferment. And when it ferments, uh, that gives them their nutrients. Okay. That there's 
uh, I don't know, hundreds of different kinds of bacteria and protozoa and things in there. But there's just a few dominant ones, major bacteria that grow in, in because of different feedstuffs. And as you change feedstuffs, those populations do shift. And one of the things that when you jerk a, <clears throat> a calf off a cow, especially if you bring them in and put them on, on try to put them on grain right away, or just dry hay and they were on grass and milk and uh, white, that they have to go through a population shift in that rumen. And a lot of times when that happens, you will get <clears throat> some uh, what we call gram-negative bacteria starting to grow a little too fast in there. And they are gas warmers and they uh, cause the pH in, in there to, to drop some. So all of a sudden you've got uh, kind of a disrupted rumen and for a while until they can adjust and decide who's going to be the dominant species or uh, the number of dominant species, uh, you can have uh, some, some real serious problems. And even the hindgut back in the small intestine starts to get disrupted when some of those uh, pH changes take place too far down the track. Okay, how do we how do we prevent this? We prevent this by my formulation contains uh, the Ascophyllum nodosum, which is simply the seaweed, and that's just the name of the seaweed I use. This is is not conjecture. This is real stuff here because it's been documented scientifically. When the ascophanidosum <clears throat> is present in the diet. It actually controls or kills E. coli type gram-negative bacteria, salmonella and E. coli, and some of those. Those are the ones that are talking about that when they, if they get a toehold, they drop the pH, and they, when they drop the pH, the blood pH can change slightly, and a lot of things happen. But one of the things that uh, that happens is when you when you get a more acid rumen like that, the fiber digestibility goes down. So your your efficiency of fiber digestibility is reduced, and that uh, is because of the kind of bacteria that live in that acid environment. If you can keep that pH from going down and keep it more toward neutral, uh, it's never neutral or higher than neutral, it's always slightly acid, but if you can keep it close to the neutral line, um, you will have a much uh, more efficient fiber digestion group of microorganisms. And I think that's what we do. Then that's, that's one part of, of how we keep these calves from having digestive problems and some health problems, but go, let's go down the digestive tract further. And once we leave the room, and we go into the small intestine, that's where, that's where we have to absorb the, the minerals. We, we don't absorb them through the room, but we absorb them down the track further when they get into the small intestine, just like, just like they would in horse. That's where my mineral trace mineral program comes into play. And it, this is also verified that if you have the right copper and zinc, manganese, selenium levels in the blood uh, in the right form, you will have far less problems. 
and you will have that coupled with the presence of this ascorbinidosum that gets into the small intestine. Those two items then uh, create a very, very strong immune system. They were to ward off uh, what these little guys, these calves are going to face when not just little calves, but you take yearlings, take them through the cell burn, you know, uh, wean calves through the cell burn, cow, whatever goes through the cell burn and, and, and get to share some of the or bacteria and organisms and viruses that they, they get, they share with each other when they go through those common places. That's just the way we do it. But when these uh, trace minerals, uh, if they have the right levels, the immune system is also stronger. And so there are many factors here that the reason why total bull helps that immune system keeps calves healthy. And the, you actually do it with a very small feeding rate. You don't, you don't have to feed a lot of it. Uh, then the other, uh, uh, I think, strong benefit is that if, you, uh, if, if you're feeding a lot of hay, you can feed less grain and get the performance that you want uh, without feeding a huge amount of grain. Like we have, one of the other uses for it is uh, we have young people using it on their club calves, FFA calves, 4-H calves, whatever, steers and heifers. It, it, it really works beautifully there because here, here's how it differs from total equine. Or I shouldn't say different from total equine. Here's how it differs from my formulas in in a ruminant versus a horse. In a horse, you know, uh, we say, please do not, do not ever mix total equine with a starchy pelleted pig. You're going to get some excess gas formation. We don't want that. In a ruminant, you can do that because the ruminant is a whole different thing and it, it's very forgiving in that effect because they can regurgitate <laughs> and get rid of gas if they have a little excess gas, theoretically, they can just belch it out and, uh, and it's not going to cause problems. So you can feed total bull at five pounds a day to like a growing, developing calf you're going to show, whether it's a steer or a heifer. In a heifer, you might feed a little bit of grain with it if you want more gain and, and all the hay they want. With a steer, you might want to feed a bunch of grain with it and some hay. So it's so flexible in that respect that you uh, you will uh, you can you can use it to uh, j adjust the gain, not by changing the total bull, but by changing the amount of grain you feed, which is kind of unique, and you don't have to worry about that bloat. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because I know uh, some folks that you know show show calves, and and raise show calves, and boy, they got one heck of a a mixture that they come up with, and some of them even have a separate mixture for every different animal. Well, it, you know, uh, you don't need that. Here's here's my here's my simple recipe. Feed five pounds total total bowl, and then get a about a 14% grain mix. Supplement, you know, like a soybean or cottonseed or DDG and say corn 
You mix them together to make about a 14%. That's all you have to have. Now you feed that mixture as your inner extra energy source. But you feed the total bowl of five pounds a day to, to get the basic critical nutrients that you need. To get, and, go ahead. To get to get your trace minerals and 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 they use more of of the total bull, they're able to use more of that feed than what they are of a, a different type of uh, feed mixture. Just, Absolutely. Just like the equine, uh, they use more of the feed. They they can absorb more of that and and get yeah. the more use out of it. You you don't hear other feed companies talk about efficiency like that. I, I don't know. They may be able to if they look at it and do something. But but that's my whole thing. See, I, having having spent thirty some years as a feed yard consultant, that's so ingrained in my head that efficiency is the number one <laughs> thing that you work for. <laughs> you know that, right? And and that's what I was going to remind uh, folks when we first started, and then we just get off on talking about how how good the speed is that. That you're not new to the feed business. You've been in the you've been in the feed business and uh, animal nutrition, uh, you know, a long, long time. I mean, that's that's Billy, what that's what you've done. Billy, this is this is my fiftieth anniversary of graduating from with my PhD in graduate school. <laughs> so I think uh, you know a little bit about it. I've been I've been on the firing line talking to customers and people and teaching for 50 years. That's all I've ever done. So, and, and I still love every minute of it. Uh, so, yeah, it, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of things that didn't work, lots and lots of them. And, but this, this thing works. It's just the craziest thing I've ever seen as far as uh, being so effective. And this, this one formula, my basic formula of my trace minerals and all that, it's the same for horse feed, goat feed, bull feed, people food. But it doesn't matter. It's exactly the same formula. Right. That's and what blows people away. Right. And if they look at the ingredients, I mean, the the equine, the first ingredient is alfalfa. Right? Yes. Sir. And, uh-huh. and, and the first ingredient in the bull is corn. Yeah. That's because I've got, I, t- I said at the beginning, I've got, a little bit, but that still doesn't mean there's a lot of either one of those. The the two combined, the grain and, and hay in both products would be make up a total of about forty five percent. Right, because I know that I've raised uh, I've raised quite a few bucket calves just on the total equine before yeah. I before I ordered in. You know, because uh, I could tell a little bit of difference. I I did order some total bull, and I could tell a little bit of difference. Just, just from experience of feeding the total bull to the total equine, and it, and yeah. it's worth it. And it's worth it to me to get that that little bit extra. So if you're ever in a bind and you feed the total equine, you can feed it to those those calves. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I tell people if you, if you if you really want to use total bull, like I'll get calls from guys that want to try it on their bucking bulls. I said if you can't get total bull right away, where where you are. Uh, just go ahead and start feeding total equine. You, you'll see very little difference between them, and then you can get the total bull later. 
Uh, now, let, let's talk about another effect that I'm very excited about, and that is in the breeding animals. Uh, we have uh, changed the fertility level of cows and bulls dramatically. Uh, my, one of my first experiences was uh, we got uh, a, a uh, embryo outfit to try it. And on harvesting eggs out of donor cows, they saw at least a 50% increase in egg production. And we haven't had too good, very much luck with getting the, these people to use it, these kinds of people to use it, which they should. But I had one cow, well, the most dramatic story was an old, uh, was a Simmental cow over at, uh, by Texarkana that they, he called me and had heard about this. And he, he said, I got this cow, this cow but she's one of the best Simmental cows in the breed as far, and her mother was the best. And, uh, and I, I had this uh, cow up in Iowa at a station and they uh, said, you know, I think you might as well take this cow home. And she's, she's not, she's not going to be any good anymore. So he brings her home. And first thing was she was in pretty bad condition. They not taking very good care of her. And, but they'd been getting, I think four or five eggs out of her, but it wasn't worth the hassle. So we, we put her on the total, total bull at 10 pounds a day. We, we upped it to 10 pounds a day to, to get things moving pretty good. And I think about, uh, I don't remember how long, but a couple of months later, he, she, she wasn't really getting back in body condition, everything like he wanted, but he took her to this station to, to get her collected. And, uh, and they said, uh, really, I think you're wasting your time and money and our time by doing this. Uh, that cow is still in condition. I don't think she's going to do anything. He said, I, yeah, I want you to do it. I want you. So they did. Long story short, first collection, they had, I think, 21 or 22 eggs. No kidding. 20 From four. Them, 20, yeah. 20 of them were grade A. <laughs> so, yeah. And so all that, they did was change the feeding, feeding program. Yeah. And, and it, it's not that great. It's just the micro things. It's a small thing. It wasn't the energy. It wasn't the protein. It was the micro package that, that those cows needed. That, and that's on, that's on the cow side, okay? But on the bull side, I had a call from a bull stud out in Virginia. It's uh, actually one of the uh, uh, more famous black breeders. He's, he happens to pay a lot of money for bulls. And uh, he had these two bulls out there. That he owns a stud out there and he owns an outfit in Nebraska, where is his cattle are. But they had two older bulls that were just going going by the wayside. And they said they'd heard about this. So um, I sent them some total bull out there and they put these two bulls on it. That was two years ago. And those bulls have not been a day without it since because it brought them both back to very normal performance. And this guy sells semen all over the world. Now, 
rest of the story, and that is this last year, well, it might have been a year ago, uh, maybe it wasn't a year ago. Anyway, remember that you probably heard about somebody paying a million and a half dollars for a black bull, breeding bull, Angus. That was him. No kidding. The highest price ever paid. And he immediately took it from North Dakota where they had to sell and shop Angus, put it in a trailer and hauled it directly to Virginia and went on total, well, it'll be on total bull ref its life. Because we have shown such a phenomenal improvement in semen quality and quantity and freezing ability. So these, these people, if they're getting bulls ready for breeding season, why would it not be a benefit to get them really shaped up and get that semen quality up before they, they turn them out? Or if they're collecting bulls, it, uh, man, it, it makes a huge difference in the quality and quantity. I mean, that's your, it's your livelihood, so why wouldn't you... Uh... Give it the best that you that you can to get the most out of it that you can. Right. You might, I don't know how much more you'd spend, say, in a 60 or 90-day program. You might spend 60, 80 bucks more feeding this than you would, say, a cheap grain. And however, if you're graining them at all, you may not spend any more because you feed less to get the job done just like in the horses, because I, I think I've uh, told you, uh, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but about the fertility aspect of, of mares and stallions is unbelievable. I, I have story after story of old mares, and they're well into their 20s, barren mares. I've got bucking horse mares, I've got a story, and I've got minis, I've got an old mares, that had hadn't cycled for years and were in twenties, put them on total equine and they have a foal in 12 months. Every time. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if other people tried it and haven't done anything. They haven't said anything, but the ones that have told me a story, every one of them said 12 months from the day they put them on, they had babies. Yeah. And, and we joke, uh, folks want to think I'm crazy. It, you know, it must be voodoo, Dr. Harry. It can't be because you know what you're doing. I know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just luck, blind luck. <laughs> yeah. So that that we, we have such good luck with our, with, with our animal, any of our animals that we put on yeah. total feeds, yeah. you know, with, with that formula. And, and I'm a big believer. And we, we went through this story. Yeah. I don't know how many times about if you can see the change, if you just take the chance to see the change yeah. in your animal, whatever it is. Yeah. You won't go back. Oh, no. You will not go back to uh, to whatever feed you're feeding. And the fertility stories, uh, I get that in every species. Uh, goats, uh, dogs. Oh, I get, I guess, some great stories about fertility in dogs. Uh, these uh, females. Uh, I had I had somebody on my show in uh, August. Uh, head of, uh, he's a national champion he raised national champion hunting dogs bird dogs and he sat there and told about how 
the, his fertility, his, his litter size has increased by at least 20% since he started feeding total canine. That's pretty big. That's pretty yeah, important. it is. And I, and I just had uh, the other night on, on TV, I had a, a stock dog uh, guy on with me that's been using it for several years now. He told the same story that how, how his litter size has gone up dramatically since he started feeding total canine. So my point is, it doesn't matter what species we're talking about. We improve fertility, both in male and in female. And it's so simple. It's, it's micronutrients that we haven't been focusing on in that uh, breeding animal world, whether wh whoever they are. Right. And, and you've said it before. I mean, you don't have to keep like we run our cattle on grass, yeah. you know, um, and right now it, it's kind of backing off. And, and we'll start feeding cubes. I mean, you can't afford to feed hundreds ahead of cattle total uh, total bull. Right. But but to get your bulls ready um, to be put out on your cows, yeah. um, you know, because they don't get anything out of that that old dry grass. Oh. Uh, you got you got to keep them up, and and you got to and you got a grass mineral. Uh, Yes, for cattle also. I was going to bring that up because here you mentioned that you can't afford to feed this to bunches of animals. No, you can't. However, uh, I have I have some people feeding my minerals, both both to in the to sheep and cattle, and uh, one of the first things that I hear is how well. The first thing I hear is how the animals on all kinds of grazing conditions, whether it's tough or good, all improve their body condition suddenly looks better. Okay, what's happened here? I have the same fiber digestion enhancement in the mineral as I have in the feed products. I have the same trace mineral package in the mineral as I have in the major ones. And that's, those are the two items that in either place are doing the heavy duty work. And so whatever forage you have, it's going to, they're going to get more out of it. They're going to release more protein. They're going to release more energy and actually release more minerals. And anytime you increase digestibility of, of the forage, you release some of those things from the, that have been bound up by the fiber that aren't going to go out the back end, but they're going to stay in the animal if that makes sense. So, so we have, we have the uh, uh, program for those larger uh, animal numbers where you just want to, to uh, help them get more out of what they have. And you may not have to haul as much many cubes out there. Now, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, anytime you can save a little money yeah. and and uh, get the most out of of what you're right. feeding them. I know. You know, and and not have to put, you know, a lot of that mineral has a lot of salt in it, and you're paying an awful high price yeah. for salt. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> if you just stick, if you just stick an old salt block out there, um, along with the mineral. Yeah, that's all you do. You're you're get, you know, and we have salt block out 
um, in every pen we have. Yeah. Our, I mean, our horses have a salt block. Um, in the summertime, I know we throw a granule uh, salt in their in their feeders too. Sure. I mean, we keep that salt out <clears throat> to help keep everything hydrated. <laughs> salt is the salt is the cheapest nutrient you can feed, and it sometimes is a limiting nutrient. And I just blows me away why people won't just keep it out year round every day. And let the animals eat whatever they want. If they eat a bunch, so what? It doesn't cost much at all, but it's so important. Well, apparently they they need yeah. it, or they or they you know you'll go through a stage um, with horses and with oh. with cattle where they where they might not hit that salt block at I all, know. and then all of a sudden it, it's down. They know what minerals their body can tell them what minerals are missing, yeah. and no, I. And, and if we can make more use of that and get more minerals into their system, like you say, and get more out of those cattle, it's it's oh, going to yeah. help us out in the end. It's all about efficiency. But I, and I always warn people if they don't, when I talk about my minerals, they say, it's probably going to be the most expensive mineral you've ever purchased in your life. I ain't going to apologize for it. And I'm not making much on my mineral. That's a very low margin income thing for me. It's almost a sideline that I just I'm trying to help people with that uh, to help them, you know, understand the importance of the program. They, but animals will eat a much smaller amount of this than they will a lot of other meals because I know a lot of these mineral things that they what they recommend is four ounces a day. Well, probably 30 to 40% of that salt. So, but uh, on mine, they won't, they'll, if they'll eat two ounces on the average year round, I, I'll be surprised. In some situations, they may eat a little more than that because of the forage. But uh, the people that, that are using them just talk about how little they eat. In fact, they worry about it at times. So they're just not eating very much mineral. I said, okay, they don't need it. <laughs> What's your worry about? Exactly. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't have my notes in front of me. With uh, a lot of these uh, medicated minerals, you have to have your uh, VDR. Is that right? Am I using oh, the yeah. right? You, you... Uh, but with with your with the total, we do we do not have no. to have that VDR. Is that no, correct? No, not at all. No, I don't. I don't use medication in anything. Um, I have made some for somebody one time in that, but I, it's just a hassle. So I say, you know, uh, we you'll have you'll have a lot less health problems with this mineral because of the things I talked about early on. See. Uh, See, that's yeah. my point I'm trying to yeah. make here. That, that's a very, very good point. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Yeah. That's a very good point, Billy. Uh, because like, uh, I don't like my goat feeds. I don't have any medication in that. You know, goats, are the, they're looking for a place to get sick and die all the time. Uh, they're terrible for that. Well, they just have very little of any problem when they're feeding total goat. Because... We keep that immune system strong. And, um, you know, even like anaplas and things like that, I can't, I can't say for sure, 
But if we have a strong immune system, aren't we going to have less problems with that? Does that make sense? I would think so. I would, I would yeah. think so. Uh-huh. I would think so. And, and that mineral for the cattle mineral, folks can put that out for their horses also. Oh, yeah. Right? You can feed it, put it out in front of anything but sheep. Right. So if, if you're, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, they'll throw their horses out in the wintertime with their cattle and, and you got to watch what mineral you put out to your cattle because the horses get to oh, yeah. it. Or what if your horses, horses got out and got into your, in your pasture with your cattle and you had that medicated mineral yep. out there, um, you're in yes, trouble. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You are in yeah. trouble. So if you would, uh, this would make it safer, yeah. uh, that way for yeah. you too. I will never put anything in a feed or a mineral that would hurt a horse. Just won't. And with the plants, in fact, well, I can't stop the mineral plants. They have those things in their plant somewhere, but those are in a separate side of the plant. But in my, my feed plants, where they make the, the cattle and horse feed and stuff, they have to sign an affidavit that they have no medication in those plants. I will not allow it. Right. And, and you hear uh, a case ever so often of, you know, the guys working in the mill, uh, you know, have a bad day and hit the wrong button or whatever, however they mix yeah. things up. Well, uh, and, and that's another good assurance uh, with using the, the total feeds products that, that yeah. you're safe. Uh, you know, the that. thing, the, the problem is uh, feeds are made in plants that are operated by human beings. And, you know, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. And, and all it takes is, like you say, push one wrong button and uh, get some rumensin and some horse feed. And that's what kills some horses every few years. We have this, these fiascos. Uh, I just decided I cannot, I cannot afford to even take that remote risk so you're, you're never gonna have that danger with us plus it's good yeah. meat yeah, right. there you go <laughs> so so what's your sales pitch billy on, on on your total feeds products uh that you sell it's just standard there you go feed. what else do you have to say I, I, we all know I'm pretty uh, straightforward and blunt about things. I know I've known you long enough. I, I, I don't know how. Yeah, you just to don't say have time for a. Dr. You just don't Harry. have a lot of time for extra words. <laughs> <laughs> you just bring me along to explain it. <laughs> Doctor Harry can get really technical with you, and I can give you a real short yeah, stories. That's, that's still the best one, the short story. <laughs> It's just damn yeah. good feed. Uh, the uh, I don't know if I told you uh, talking about uh, everything going to the feed really good uh, was bringing some total equine home because we have it delivered over to the, uh, to Wellington, and then we bring a lot of it here to the house for people. Uh, there's a bunch of wild horses in between here and there, and those. Pallets are wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So we're going down. We're we're going down the road, sixty-five mile an hour. You know, and some of that plastic oh. gets to flopping. 
That's the only time I've seen a horse run away from a <laughs> league point, Dr. Harry. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I wish I'd been quicker on my phone. I could have got a, got a little video and sent it to you. Uh, I finally found some horses that <laughs> run away from a league point. That's good. I love that story. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Harry Anderson, for joining us and talking about Total Bull. If you all need any more information or would like to read up a little bit more about the Total Feeds products, you can go to TotalFeeds.com. If you would like to call Dr. Harry, it's 620-272-1065. You can go on TotalFeeds.com, and there's a dealer locator. See if there's someone close to you with the, with the products. And if you need any help, you can always call me also at 620 620- 326-1083, Total Equine, Total Bull, Total Canine, Total Goat, and Total People Plus. Dr. Harry Anderson will be back with us in a few weeks, and we will talk about another product. So we'll talk to you all next time.